0: You're listening to Big Saw Natural. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke. i smoking greens cause I'm on your team When I smoke the C cause I'm such a fee. High as a kite smoking Walter White When I smoke the blue and I smoke the purple, purple. Smoking on the blunt cause I want to run Smoking on the green cause it makes me lean. Smoking on the and I smoke and scream When I hit the blunt it's a paper cut When I hit the blunt I give a fuck When I hit the blunt I don't give a fuck I don't want to smoke
1: it can be both and do you um, feel that blackness is incompatible with love kendall <laughs> is that what you're trying to say
2: hello pay pigs and prayer warriors welcome back to big soy naturals um virgil is interrogating me because i said it's the month of love and they said it's actually black history month and i said it could be both
1: um you know who, what else is two things <laughs> the dialectic Mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. me as mm-hmm. a biracial i actually don't get to celebrate black history month until <laughs> valentine's day um but until then i i get to like sit sit in my uh discomfort and listen and learn mm-hmm. oh wow very nice welcome pay pigs and prayer warriors we are so back it's we Big are Square so only podcast that has never taken any money from Peter Thiel and will never mm-hmm. take any money from Peter Thiel. There are other podcasts, all of them, mm-hmm. and and the rest of them are swimming in dark money. We are we, not we are not, we are not liquid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a single cent. We have, scent, we have baby. no assets, and definitely none of it belongs to uh, what is like. Cause he there's Teal Capital, obviously. Oh, um it's the thing from Lord of the Rings.
2: Palantir?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like do you Boromir. Think read, do you think he read the book? Oh, no, it's not like Boromir. <laughs> Boromir is a guy's name. What the fuck? I'm... I'm just it's...
2: rhyming names at this point. <laughs> okay, keep rapping then. <laughs> Boromir, Palantir. Mimir, <laughs> that's just a, that's a, uh, fucking, uh, Viking God. Anyway, that, wasn't,
1: that was not good.
2: <laughs> no, this is why I, t- I keep telling you I'm not going to freestyle. I think um, that
1: you should try to improve your freestyling skills mm-hmm. and then we should offer it as a little bonus mm-hmm. to our fans. Yeah. Um, we moving on. We are so back. Yeah, like many iconic duos before us, such as Tom and Jerry. Who's Tom? Who's Jerry? I'm Jerry. You're Tom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sunny and Cher. Um, I actually don't know anything about Sunny, so I I feel reluctant to make that either one of make us. Make a
2: judgment call? Yeah. But
1: it, that could be you or it could yeah, be I, me. Yeah, I'm a silly little guy. Is he you silly? Know? Was he
2: small? I, I mean, he's got a he's shares got a silly mustache. I don't know much about him either, but his mustache is kind of silly.
1: Like man or He was shares man.
2: Brother? He was Shears' man. But not anymore. Not anymore. And I think he's dead, so definitely not anymore, but I think they got divorced before that point, so
1: Or Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. I'm Walter White. Mm-hmm. You in your you know, expression of gender. Um, our Jesse, Jessie, Jessie Pinkfin.
2: <laughs> it's true. It really is. Um, you know, there's something about T-Boy swag that just, like, really scratches oh, it... an itch in my brain.
1: Oh, does it? Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I, I'm leaning into it. It's 2024. Um, we're so back. There where is a do...
1: word for leaning into T-Boy swag, mm-hmm. but, um, maybe... <laughs> Maybe that can be a different episode at a different time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> another iconic duo, the True Detectives, um, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. I'm I'm Matthew McConaughey. Yes, because yes, 100%. what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, exactly. Time exactly. is a flat circle, mm-hmm. um, and Woody Harrelson is blonde. Yes, and I
2: I'm sure at one point I've asked you. Did you sleep okay last night? And you've gone, I don't sleep. I only dream.
1: Exactly. Um, Also, I see signs everywhere Mm because they are everywhere. If you know how to look for them,
2: they're everywhere. I'm like, uh, Mulder and Scully. That's another iconic duo. Uh, one. I've
1: never seen the X-Files.
2: I can tell you this. It's marketed as a show. That's about, um, like a man who believes in aliens and his cynic, like, uh, duo bestie. Um, but it's actually about a woman who has Catholic mania and, mm. and an autistic guy. Um, okay, so, so
1: you are the you are yeah. the guy. Yeah. I've met I've met David Duchovny several times because when I was entangled with um, a character that we can call the Acid King, um, mm-hmm. that that was his like uncle or godfather or something and he was constantly getting into trouble because he was um because of activities related to him being the the acid king um also he was like best friends with the kennedy should find this guy anyway david dukovny was around and i don't have i don't have anything else to say about him just like (laughs) i i have met him and Mm -hmm. it didn't make me want to watch the x-files but it didn't make me not want to watch the x-files but there's mm-hmm. just too much of it mm-hmm. Ooh, and we could be like cowboy bebop and one of the other bebops
2: jet i guess um or well, he is
1: he is jet
2: right uh no he's spike and the That's cowboy like like Bebop the same is spike.
1: fucking kind of name it is like... but,
2: but, jet, but jet's like the the ship mom He's like a cyborg guy.
1: 90s cool guy.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then there's Faye Valentine.
1: Spike. (laughs) Spike. Get get real. (laughs) What kind of middle name could you even get? Actually, I feel like, okay, to our listeners of the transgender slash chosen name persuasion, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: are any of you named Spike? Let us know. And if Send so, an email. was that influenced by um, Cowboy Bebop? Or was it influenced by My Little Pony? Or that's like really good, something something that's else? That's a really good
2: question because I think it really points to exactly what kind of person you are.
1: That's um, a dichotomy.
2: That's a that is a but dichotomy. It's
1: also it's a Venn diagram with a overlap.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, we're, we're so back.
2: Pay picks and prayer warriors. Where have we been? We're not telling you. Um, what have we been have doing?
1: Computer problems. And, yeah. um, it took a really long time for me to, um, acquire a computer that works. Mm-hmm. I have not had a new laptop since middle school. I feel like we should like give credit. High school. Yes. Shout out to Rach. Um, yes thank you who who you know um if you're in the big sway Naturals discord friend um, of the pod has also introduced me to several movies i'm watching movies now um and and got me a laptop i love when i put a ridiculous request out on the internet for our our listeners like when i asked for an intern an unpaid intern for us (laughs) to exploit and then like several of you are like Oh yes. me, like I'll d- yes. I'll do that. <laughs> um, I I was like I need a laptop. I was not well. I was serious about needing one, but I wasn't really serious that like I thought one of you should just put a fresh MacBook in the mail to me. Um, but mm-hmm. you guys did it, and it, it's just like when Jesus turned the bread into more bread. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm Jesus. And I turned having a broken MacBook into a tweet that turned yes. into a new MacBook. Um, yes. And since we're late to the start of the year, we're not going not gonna to walk you through our predictions about all of what's going to happen in 2024, which is the year that we're in now. But you should know that everything that we think is going to come true.
2: It's correct.
1: But I um, uh, I think before we get into our actual episode topic which is um you know quest- questions of love and hopefully they help you in all of your future and past romantic endeavors I just I wanted to find out from my friend Kendall who I only talk to when we record so um we definitely <laughs> did not talk think for almost three hours
2: yesterday we, we we only talk here we exist I, in stasis
1: yeah it our friendship is purely a, a business transaction that generates (laughs) negative money um and that's that's kind of all it's all it's ever been to me um and all it ever will be that's how our relationship thrives just like walter white and jesse pinkman purely a business relationship um but i i would like to know um what are some things that you think is gonna happen in 2024 ins or outs
2: some ins and outs yes Or
1: yeah either both up to you
2: yeah um i think for one thing i think library cards are gonna make a huge splash oh, I this have year the
1: library on mine too yeah i think it's 2024's hottest new co-working space
2: mm-hmm fuck we work fuck any of these places go to the library um and Something you should realize, you know, a lot of people really, I realized how, like, even though they've done a lot of PR trying to get people to realize that you can use your library card for apps, um, a lot of people don't know you can use your library card for apps. um, And you can also go to the library and ask them for a book that they don't have, and they'll go get it from another library. Um, I would really, really highly recommend going to the library um, and I think it's going to make a huge splash this year, especially as people start to, like, divest from a lot of streaming services, either for political reasons or just because they they suck even more now. Um, I think it's going to be a big, a big year for the library.
1: Sometimes they have snacks there. They do sometimes have snacks there.
2: They sometimes have just, like, all kinds of, like, community events. Um, a lot of them yeah. are, like, kid-based, obviously, for childcare reasons. But then you have a lot of, like... If you ask a librarian, can I just host something here? They'll normally say yes um, to most things. Um, They just have to fill you in into a slot. If you want to host a crocheting circle with you and your gay friends at the library, they will say yes to you most of the time. My mom
1: recently took over. She did like an accidental hostile takeover of a men's book club at her local library because um, apparently some lady's husband, which is you know, a man, um, mm-hmm. he was resentful that, like, his wife's book club was for women only and that he couldn't join because it seemed <laughs> like fun. And um he asked her if he could join, and she was like, no, like you'll you'll ruin it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he went to his local library which happens to be my mom's uh, own local library and like tried to start his own book club for men because I guess he doesn't have like friends. So I guess what do they read like on the road? It was like an open open call for guys to hang out with him and be in a book club. But my mom didn't realize that it was for men only um, or maybe she did and just ignored it. Um, But she and like, Six of her friends, uh, who were all friends with each other joined. Um, so now it's them and this guy, um, <laughs> and he doesn't get to pick the books. <laughs> so she's just and, co-opted. them. Yeah. Um, and that's what you can do at your local library. I will say like when I lived in Seattle, the Seattle library kind of had bad vibes because it was full of cops. Um, but if you if you live in a city that is not like evil, or if you can like make your way to one of the fancier neighborhoods where they won't like bother you, have yeah. cops on every floor, um, then it's you know like it's just not, it's nice to get some work done outside of your house, coworking. Mm is a concept that I have I come up, came up with. It's mm-hmm. when you and other people who don't necessarily know each other communally work in the same space. The word communal is where I get the co uh, in co-working. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about taking this concept to venture capitalists for a, the first round of funding in this financial quarter. So, so if you're interested in that, let me know. Um I am unemployed so I am very interested in founding yep. a startup.
2: Yeah. Uh the other thing that I think is out is in, sorry, um mm-hmm. is um dumplings from all nations and cultures. I fully believe They've that we will have it. I I I believe this because I want it to happen, um not necessarily because I think of a trend prediction, but I think there should be a fusion restaurant yes. where dumplings of all of all cultures and nations come together as one. Okay,
1: but I feel like this has been a like a Tumblr post that people are always like, "Yes, I want this." Like I feel like I've seen this idea articulated throughout my like adult and adolescent life. So, why isn't there why and hasn't dumpling, it happened yet I, like I don't think, I think that you're this the is first the year. Person to come up with this idea I think, I think everyone now is the
2: time all for, dumpling. you know everyone's talking support small businesses
1: so oh, I don't
2: actually <laughs> I don't
1: everyone, support the big ones either but yeah, yeah but, I hate but a lot but businesses. a lot of people are on are
2: on are on the web are are in are in the streets and they're saying hashtag support small business and you know what I think someone like it now is the time to take a risk you know, America
1: I, put blintzes and
2: bow on the same menu
1: i bought uh vitamins from a black owned business because i don't know why i i even bother because i don't (laughs) i don't support black owned businesses either i don't i don't support small businesses the only business i support is you minding your business but um they like I, I have a subscription, because everything's fucking subscription-based, and I am supposed to get my vitamins, and because I need my B12, I don't eat meat, I'm supposed to get them every month, and every month they send them late, what is the point of me being on this subscription that I go a week in my B12 withdrawals, I don't know what's happening to me, could be anything, I actually, I feel the same, but... Mm-hmm. Small businesses suck.
2: They do they do and I've worked for small businesses. Um, it's totally certifiably great. insane. Um there's there's even less rights than you have at like a big corporate job because um you'll say, Hey, I wanna take this day off and they'll be like, But we're family and I'm like, No, we're not. Um I've known you for maybe three months.
1: I got a full pan of lasagna thrown at me um, in a Italian restaurant in New Jersey that I will not name, but it was featured on Guy Fieri's diners, dives and drive ins So you can figure it out because mm-hmm. um, I was like, I would like to take off for my brother's high school graduation and then. He threw a whole pan of hot lasagna at me. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry.
1: That's horrible, but I just. I know I ducked. It was fine, but.
2: <laughs> okay. I just, I started laughing just because. It's, it's a heavy lasagna, item, So it's
1: going to fall out before it reaches me anyway. Mm-hmm. It's I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw that. I'd throw bread at someone, but um, I, my request was denied because we are a family and families go to work, and they mm-hmm. do not attend their brother's high school graduation.
2: Families are the people you meet in the restaurant you work at. They are not the people you are blood related to, ever. That's what fam- That's what real family means. Familia.
1: Mm-hmm. Lasagna
2: familia. Um, do you want to know
1: what my outs are? Yeah, um, you can as many as you wish. Yeah, uh, Making
2: your own chili oil is out. Um, everyone says they can make a good chili oil. They are lying to you. Um, half of them taste like booty hole um they're bad um saying it's a vibe no um what is it then i think um you should say something has a an aura um what's the difference more menacing i think um i don't know something about vibe just gets i feel like it's just it's getting tired it's it's growing it's a weak. Filler
1: word. Mm-hmm.
2: I get I like I think I think we should come up with a new filler word though. I'm not sure what it is yet, but I think I think there's a new one on the horizon. Okay. Um support you. Yeah. Uh integrating functions inside of other apps. So like um in Roblox, like game designing in other apps and just have it, like having children design apps for you inside of your app, shopping inside of your app for videos, uh banking on Facebook. Um What? Yeah, like just all this stuff like integrated inside of the app, like a Swiss army knife. Uh, Nobody likes it. Everybody hates it. TikTok shop is doing worse than ever. Every time I see a TikTok shop post, it's somebody responding to a comment that's saying their products are drop shipped and they're saying, look, everybody, this person thinks my products are drop shipped. Well, joke's on you. Here's a bunch of keychains I drop shipped and then
1: painted on. Kenny, I'm going to tell you one thing right now.
2: You got to get off that app. I know, I know, I know. But a lot of people are on the app, and they are not happy with the integration of shopping into their app. That where they are there to watch silly videos. You know what they Um, could do instead? Not be on the app. Correct. They could get get off that app. But you know, none of these apps people are getting off of anytime soon. So I do think as people are getting more and more sick of integration of different.
1: Are you sick of of integration this Black History Month?
2: I think they're just sick of being integrated into shopping areas when all they wanted to do was like, hang out with their friends for five seconds.
1: What other Um, forms of integration are you opposed to?
2: Uh, big banks (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. coming into, coming into my space. Um, people who wear Carhartt pants. Uh, I said Carhartt pants are also out, uh, any of that, like, uh, dry clay jewelry, gone. Um, and, oh, uh, self-hatred, out. Out. No I more. I don't
1: think that that, I mean, that would be nice. For me.
2: For me, no more. I'm done. When have you
1: ever, when I'm do you hate yourself? You know, like, there's just, there's just periods
2: where I'm, that. I'm, like, I'm not feeling so hot. And I realized that's cringe. Cut that out. I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm doing. I'm cut. It's out. It's out. No more.
1: <laughs> okay. Mine. Um, I've got a couple that I'll share. I will say that they're these are not endorsements, um, especially the first one uh, going to grad school. But I do think, you know, economy is doing bad. And when that happens, people go to grad school because mm-hmm. it's like if you you know those who can't do teach or at least that's what they say, but I also those who can't get a job get taught. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, grad school's in. I think that like maxim, maximalist visual art, um, is coming back. I think that we're all tired of like Canva book covers, Canva ad campaigns canva Uh, canva everything like i i think that that people want to see something a little bit more interesting and also like everything is fucking advertising now so i i think that that also means just like more elaborate and um like what's the what's the word i guess in integrative like ad campaigns that are like really really maximalist and avant-garde like when i went to the Lays potato chip uh pop up at the the um the Afropunk festival that was a Lays potato chip maze and also selfie installation although that's not a very good example because it's not very maximalist but just like we're going to mm-hmm. we're gonna be seeing more I also think like reading reading has been in for a couple of years but we need to be honest. These mm-hmm. ladies are reading porn. Yeah. And um well, I'm not gonna say I have no judgments because I've seen seen the types, the types of porn that is getting read. And it it brings me some pause. I think that the amount of like werewolf slash fic that you are allowed to read in a year before I start calling you names is like sub three yeah, um, I if it makes I also feel The majority of yeah. of your reading then uh you know I, I I am gonna have some things to say but just like generally I feel like we are perhaps gonna become reading neutral because there there has my entire life been this um stereotype that someone who reads a lot, is smart, mm-hmm. and I think that we're starting to learn that some of these ladies are reading porn. Yeah, they're and just like, reading smart. And, and here's that's the thing: like, that's fine, but I would yeah. say that it is a neutral and not an, uh, not an activity that is going to make you more intelligent. Yeah, um, or or be intellectually stimulating. And so I think that as people want to like find ways to show off that they are intelligent, it's going to be through, like, conspicuous consumption of, um, like, actually difficult-to-read books, whether it's, like, fiction or nonfiction, as well as, like, interesting or complicated or, like, classic, like, film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you, you can't just be... A movie guy anymore because some of these movie guys they're just watching Marvel movies you know and And so I feel like that is not enough of a display of like intellectual um, prowess the way that like just claiming to be someone who reads a lot or like someone who's really into films like would have been probably even 10 years ago even though I think a lot of the same thing was happening but I think that with um everyone just like showing off all their business all the time on social media. People have come to realize that like a lot of these people who are like, Oh, I read 120 books this year. Mm -hmm. Like 110 of them are porn. And then the other 10 were self-help books with Um... like 50
2: point (laughs) font, you know, like where like the Mm -hmm. book is very like short, but it's it's, a brevity. Do
1: you, but I, I feel like someone wouldn't like wrap up, their 2023 and say like this year I subscribed to 70 different OnlyFans and I watched everything <laughs> like it My wouldn't it wouldn't for be, <laughs> it just Come wouldn't be a show of uh, mm-hmm. intelligence well, and, and so I think I think we're gonna start asking okay what books, though? Like you. And, well, <laughs> and I
2: think I think we're on the downtrend for people just thinking inherently. If you watch a lot of movies, you know a lot about movies, or you you read a lot, you know about books because you know Marvel's on the downtrend. Like all of their movies are flopping. Um, a subscription based like uh, we're we're realizing I think as a collective that um, a lot of subscription based like TV. Is trash and bad. Um, It's it's no longer a sign of like a changing tide in the world of television. Like oh, we're now in the golden age of television. We are back to trash TV. Uh, HBO Max was supposed to be the big uh, shift towards like artistic creations. And, um, then David Zoslov took over and now it's like H it's I mean, played with, it's called Max-
1: before that. Yeah. They were putting um, out trash
2: before that, but now it's like, just, they bought HGTV. So like, it's just like your entire feed is just filled with like, love it or list it, you know? And, um, like, why did I buy this fixer upper too? You know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I think that just having a niche interest in art, um, In the past and and, like in the recent past, even just Mm -hmm. took a little bit more work. So if you were someone who had an interest in film and you um, wanted to watch more than just like what happened to be coming out in theaters, because until like. I, I want to say about 10 years ago, that was a pretty common, like, social activity that was just, mm-hmm. like, you may go to the movies, like, once or twice a month as, like, one of the things that you do with your friends. So everyone was, like, fairly caught up with what was coming out and had, like, probably seen at least one one of the things. So if you wanted to have, like, a more niche or focused interest than that, then you needed to to seek like outside yeah, you sources, you
2: needed to seek it out in yeah. order
1: to to like watch those things. But it's become very easy to develop a really like niche interest in like drivel, um, and that's you know that's fine. Like we all have our things, but I think our our awareness that having a really niche interest does not make you necessarily an expert on that subject. It doesn't make you. Um, like more likely to speak intelligently about it or to like have a lot of knowledge is that like that is a shift that has happened with mm-hmm. access um i'm not sure if it's quite the same for books because i guess there are people who like only read the books that come out at the airport yeah but i don't really think that I've that's said before, true like
2: i would love to be the airport book writer Um, because you have like, just like the right amount of notoriety that you have some really big fans.
1: As someone that goes to the airport, I've read some airport books. I read, uh, when I was in fourth grade, the life of Pi on the flight to South Africa changed my life. Great book. It's Um, a great book. Got that at the airport. Um, I picked it solely based on length because the flight to South Africa is 36 hours and so I was like, mm, I need the biggest one. And then the person at the airport bookstore gave me the the biggest one. Um, I mean, yeah, air, airport books can be good. Airport books can be good. I don't, think, I don't think that it's totally the same as like going to the movies where you're just like, oh, what are the movies that are out? I'll see one of those. I don't think that people typically are like choosing books that way, yeah. or like that they ever really have. But I think that the like, trend of showing off your reading, like tracking statistics um, has maybe given people some increased awareness about like what types of reading some of the people who claim to be voracious readers are doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, <laughs> okay, like yeah, you do always have your head in a book, but the book is pornography.
2: The one and, thing Goodreads is, is useful for at this and point, and that's
1: like that's your business, mm-hmm. but it does change, perhaps like a, an outsider's perspective of like, oh, they're really smart because they're always reading. Mm-hmm. Maybe not true. Maybe the books are supernatural fanfic with mm-hmm. the intellectual property names um, replaced, off. yeah, in, like with names that sound real similar.
2: Um, yeah, her name is. Raina.
1: yeah, and uh, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. They're not. That's not Supernaturals. Yeah, uh, sorry,
2: um, Samantha and Deandra.
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what their name. So that's pretty good.
2: I don't know Sam and Dean. Um, so
1: the last thing I uh, is oh apprenticeships. I think those are those are gonna. Make it come back. I mean, they exist, but I think people are going to be seeking them out because, again, mm-hmm. we're entering a recession or, like, even if they're not going to call it that, the money is not... The money's not, not there. Um, and so I, I think, like, grad school, it's, like, a plea for guaranteed employment um, that an apprenticeship can sometimes offer. Um, and the last is uh, setting mutual friends up on dates Ooh, because okay. I think that we've got like there's been dating out fatigue for forever I think no one ever really likes them but people put up with them but like people used to set their friends up on dates and it used to just be like a casual thing I think that more often if it happens now people only do it if they think that those friends are like going to be in a serious relationship but the mm-hmm. idea of you telling like two mutual friends of yours like hey you're going to meet each other for dinner at at 8 on Friday and then like you wipe your hands of the responsibility of it and it's just like maybe maybe it'll be nothing maybe it'll be casual maybe it will be a relationship that's something that people used to do prior the time. to apps and I, I think people yearn for it's it's a very sexy thing if you you become very serious
2: if you become very serious and people ask you how you meet and it's like oh a mutual friend set us up that's like really sexy i feel um well
1: who's it sexy to
2: i think i think it's a it's got it's got an alluring mystique about it now there's a novelty to it um that i think provides you know uh, a sense of glamour to to the whole thing.
1: Well, the the most common way I think that people meet their significant others is still through friends, and then the next is like through work. But through friends usually means that you like share a friend group, mm-hmm. and not that like your friend told the two of you that you have to go ice yeah. skating together. <laughs> That's what I mean. Is that I think I think that part is
2: fun. I think it. I think it like it gives you like lore, and I think lore is always. Very sexy to have. Yeah. Um, I think people
1: stop doing it because like it is easier to meet strangers now because because of apps and it has been for a while. And there is if you put like a lot of pressure on it working out, then there's a fear that if it doesn't, then like you're gonna have to deal with friend fallout. So I think the way to do it is like you tell them to go to go hang out with each other and then like wash your hands of it. Do not mm-hmm like, get involved, do not meddle, like, if they like each other, let them do their thing. If they don't, that's fine, too. But I think that there's an appeal to it. Because if you're one of the friends, hopefully your mutual friend that's setting you up has good taste. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't enjoy the other person, like as a potential like romantic or sexual partner, they're probably not going to be awful. Like, they'll they'll maybe be someone that you can have a decent conversation with. And then you can be like, ah, like, wasn't for me, but not, uh, not something very frightening. I think it's nice
2: because like you have built this, like, um, you've started this relationship off based on your mutual trust in somebody else. Um, and I think that that's a really good starting point to like jump off of, right? Like that somebody was like, Hey, I think the two of you would really get along and you both, trust this person that implicitly to be able to take a risk like that um to meet somebody new which is which is a risk if
1: it if it does work out then they have to pay tribute to you at the wedding
2: exactly now that that's that's the best part is now they owe you for life (laughs) exactly Um, and you get to make a toast at their wedding if things get really serious and that is just delightful
1: And I I think that people should be thinking about more ways that they can scheme to make themselves the center of attention in all situations, (laughs) including at your friend's wedding. Mm -hmm. Like, how can you become the guest of honor?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to be able to go to a wedding and say, I did that. I did that. I did that. That's (laughs) me. They'd be nothing you, if it you weren't know, they, for me. They would have never met if I, if, if I hadn't then, come along.
1: if they ever, like, choose to have a child, you're, you're automatic godfather. At yes. least...
2: Your like, middle name, minimum.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know? Minimum. You're
1: the middle name. Um, you can, you know, you can take me out of New Jersey, but you'll never take the New Jersey out of me. <laughs> I'm always thinking by mafia rules. <laughs> um, and now it's it's been um, almost what some people would call a full episode. So let's uh, actually talk about love. That's mm-hmm. what today's theme is. We normally ask for questions from you guys, but, you know, we haven't been, we haven't been around. So instead um, I sort of sourced from my life, from people I know, from public figures, some relationship questions, some questions about love um, that I want to, Kendall's insight on Kendall did the same for me. And I mean, who I source them from <laughs> is really just
2: uh off the dome. They're oh. they're they're
1: the visions I see. Okay. Um, in well, my mind's eye. <laughs> I I didn't I, I found them from life. Mm. Um which was the prompt that I gave you, but that's okay. I, um, I assumed that they
2: were from the school of hard knocks, you know. Uh, so I, <laughs> I that's
1: picked, fine. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna start since you um, only did the prompt half correctly, and that's okay. <laughs> um, because I, I would love it if maybe we could clear the air once and for all on this topic. I doubt that we will, knowing what I know about some of you prayer warriors and your proclivities, but. One of our most commonly asked questions directed at Kendall is, is it possible to find love uh, and be autistic? And if so, why am I a loser? And why haven't I found love? I feel like we get some version of that question.
2: Every time.
1: Maybe like once a week. And it's always like, Kendall, (laughs) I'm, I'm a loser um but you're not um you have both all the tra- are, Kendall, you have-, <laughs> Kendall so- you have
2: all the traits of being a loser <laughs> and yet you are not
1: one elaborate and like, like, I was like Kendall why do you have friends <laughs> even though um, I don't <laughs> I, I don't fucking well, I, know why have you found love <laughs> but but I haven't and yet we are both autistic <sighs> please explain and so, some of um, some
2: of you are so you're you're trying so hard and you're trying to be so nice about it, but it just comes off weird. It's
1: weird every time, and I don't like it. And I've said would this you multiple say times. That love is incompatible with being autistic. Do you think that, that that's no. true? Okay.
2: No, but so I do think
1: if so. <laughs> I'm to say this in the most our dear listeners found love or friends. Alright.
2: Here we go. I'm gonna say this in the most gentle way I know how. And I know that even so, I will still get in trouble for it, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. With who? You, with,
1: with, with the community at large? I don't who, know. Who is in the community? I don't know. Do they listen to big story naturals?: they, they do because they're messaging
2: me all the time, asking why yeah, they're, they're, they're not mad
1: at you. You're like their, their they're I'm saying they
2: will be mad at me. When I tell them this, I think a lot of you are very nice. I think you're trying really hard. And I commend you for that. However, and I don't know you per like, hey, here's another thing. Like you're, you're giving me a, a question that is wildly out of context. I have no idea who you are. I don't know like what your life situation is like. It is different for everybody. What I can tell you is people who get diagnosed autistic or neurodivergent of any kind late in life, um, go through a period, I will say, where um, you are radically shifting your mindset on why you were the way that you were for so long. Uh, You were told for a very long time, I think a lot of you at least, that a lot of the ways that you interacted with the world were your fault, and it was entirely you, and you were just unlikable and there was just, there was nothing to be done, and now you have a reason as to why people thought all of these things about you, and it feels like a radical shift that suddenly it's no longer all your fault, right? I, I think that that's a good starting point to jump off of, but I think sometimes you get in a mindset of, well, then, therefore, it, it's it's it, none of it is my fault, and none of it can be changed. It is entirely in stasis. The way that I exist with my autistic traits exists entirely without motion, forward or backward. I just simply like these are the these are the traits that I have, and there's no tools that I could use to move forward from that. And there are, there are many ways that I think you can move about the world and find people who are willing to accommodate you, and I apologize that there are not, you have not interacted with those people yet, Um, but there are many autistic people who would like to be friends with you. There are many autistic people who probably wouldn't. I've met plenty who I am not drift compatible with,
1: yeah, I feel like we should set up a service where I feel anytime like... that someone who sends us one of those questions, we send them to the last person who sent that question, and we set them up and say, now yeah. talk, be friends, like, go, us go. go t- t- be do friends. Do not hold us responsible for any consequences that, that come yeah. as a result of your relationship. We need,
2: we need some serious liability forms if we're going to do this.
1: But, yeah, you know what? If you, if you ever do feel the impulse to send us that this type of is... question, I will send you to the last yeah. person who said this it, is and the it last s-
2: time i will be answering this question i am putting it to bed
1: can i, can I say one <laughs> more well we'll see because we we get some we get version of every that every week they, they really want to kind of kind of call you names <laughs> and make you explain but like I, why people like you unintentionally
2: saying like that i have like Usurped loserdom, even though I shouldn't also, can have. Can I say
1: like, or how do I say this diplomatically? I don't know exactly what traits um, people who wonder about these kinds of things like hold or in on me. When, well, when they're they're thinking of like, I'm not cool. I'm not a cool person. Cool people don't like me. But I feel like whatever that metric is, I don't think that you would be considered cool. I was just in (laughs) LA recently. I was hanging out with my my friend, Mark, who is also your friend, Mark. And he said, Kendall suggested that we go to this puppet theater, which is the most Kendall themed suggestion (laughs) ever. Do you want to go to this puppet theater I told him when I suggested
2: this to him I was like I don't think Virgil will want to go
0: with
1: you and (laughs) and you know what like that's that's not for me but also like that's fine yeah I I also don't know if like in the minds of these people that the type of person who enjoys going to a puppet theater is cool. I feel like that's maybe one of the things that they might like to do. And they think it makes them losers. And it's like, actually there's other people in the seats. It's it's that I don't, I I really,
2: it's that I, am at Look, listen, I'm 29. It's also not a
1: slight on you and your preferences that they are not all my preferences. Yeah. I have been, I've been playing a geography game. Like, Every couple hours for the past week I'm unemployed. I now know all all the countries. That's not really cool either. No. Um, and yet I exist in cool places with cool people
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm and hot so do I and outside and I go to parties and I dance to fast music with no instruments. And you could do that or you could you could do something else. But I think that like the people that you are seeking approval from they don't necessarily have to be your people like maybe maybe don't call yourself a loser but you could accept that the traits that you think are loser traits they can just be neutral um and they can be yours and then you can just find other people that have them like you don't have to do stuff that you don't like which and you and you can stop know, asking
2: like, me to redesign you from the from like the bare essential building blocks
1: to design
2: I would most- design a person who doesn't ask me these
0: questions
2: I would yourself. design a person who thinks hmm before I ask a random podcasting stranger on the internet these questions maybe I should journal i don't know maybe i should talk to people in my life about why i feel like an outsider all the time
1: i think that like people probably see that i mean i guess they, they for sure do see and that's why they're confused that you have lots of friends who mm-hmm. like you and accept you and they don't call you names for enjoying the puppet theater, very for, sweet. for having a like a large VHS collection of very strange and like unusual VHS tapes. Like
2: I bought some more recently. Yeah, very exciting. Like
1: No one makes fun of you for the interests that you have. They might not like participate in all of them, but your friends like you and support you enjoying your interests. And you also have a cool wife who wears great outfits and they're like, what? they go why don't i have that (laughs) what they fail to realize is like the
2: way that i move through the world is um very autistic and also very unapologetic about that i guess also
1: um i just I, I've you've, you've mastered the art of like setting boundaries without making your boundaries like instructions for other people or like yeah. problems for them. Because if you are doing something that maybe isn't other people's interests, like you don't tell them that that's the only way that they can hang out with you. And that's what I'm trying to say when I say like, that is not your interest. You don't like force yourself to have an unpleasant time in order to spend time with them. You're just like, Hey, I would like to spend time with you, but maybe in a different way. And I feel like generally friends, like people want more friends. If you're an adult, this is maybe different if you are in high school. Um, But if, if you are an adult, I think that it is safe to assume that every person that you meet would like to have more friends. Um, Like I have a very large friend group and I would still love to have more friends. Yeah. So I feel like any opportunity that you give people to show up for you as a friend, they will probably take. And so if they like invite you to do something that makes you feel incredibly uncomfortable instead of like, seething <laughs> that that they don't like intuitively know that you you hate that thing and like feeling resentment and maybe like isolation or alienation like from your your friends or your lovers or whatever because they they want to do something that isn't isn't to your taste like what if you just like said you know like <laughs> 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 like that's that you want that's not for me yeah and also like maybe give them an opportunity to to do something that is for you it's yeah it's so easy I've never been offended when I I don't know how I have ended up with a friend group that has so many people of autism in it but I support all of them and I've never been offended when any of them are like I think it's because you're so supportive I I think that's why I'm not I'm I feel like I'm (laughs) I'm average.
2: I think you, well, I think you're very you're very encouraging. I think you 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 give people a lot of space to
1: vocalize their boundaries and their interests. and they're like, oh, I need to stand in this particular part of the room at the concert hall so that I get the best possible sound, but also none of the bad sounds. I'm like, that's cool. I'm gonna go to the front
0: mm-hmm. so I can
1: see. you have fun hearing it. Um, yeah, I can hear the music at home. <laughs> on my headphones I can get the best the best sound on my headphones yeah. at home anytime so I'm gonna go to the front and they're like well I don't want to be surrounded by all those people I don't want to be jostled I don't want the bad noises and I'm like that's great you do that and
2: I'm actually very and then okay I, with being jostled and then I
1: do not um think negative thoughts about that yeah. person privately well, anyway, I you make that very
2: I think the, the the reason you have such a big autistic friend group is because you've made that very clear cut that you, you don't think negative thoughts about them for the things that they want to do while you do something else. I think that's why, uh, people like hanging out with you of, of the people of the autistic experience. But I mean, that's what I was trying to say when I'm saying like, you're in a phase, I think a lot of people are in this period where they are radically shifting their mindset that not everything is their fault. Um, and they need to get to a point where they can strike a balance between not everything is my fault. And also, I need to be able to properly vocalize my boundaries in a way where I don't, um, like you said, give them instructions on ha- the only way, the rigid instructions on the only ways you can interact with me.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to be real. If you told me that the only way that I could hang out with you was at a puppet show. You wouldn't, yeah. I, I wouldn't would have go. a hard time. <laughs> I would have a, I, I would go like sometimes but we yeah i I think you would maybe try it once
2: because you're nice
1: but But i don't think you'd go it it wouldn't be a good foundation for a strong
2: friendship (laughs) well and the well and the thing is is like i think you know being able to like it all relationships regardless of what you know is going on in the old chrome dome up here in your brain uh i think all relationships are about a set like finding ways to communicate in a healthy way, how your boundaries work and how you want to be treated. And I have found that the way that I communicate that most most healthily is like when something bothers me, I just tell you immediately. Um, And I tell you in a way where I am not being accused, like accusatory or um, putting like words in your mouth um, or thoughts in your brain. Um, I just tell you how it made me feel. And it will usually like work out. It's the same way I make friends also, where I just say how I feel, where I'm just like, I know that we live in the same city and I think that you're really cool and I want to hang out with you. And I, I I say that verbatim, like most of the time. Um, and it works for me. So (laughs) most people want more friends and most people want to be my friend when they, when I state it very clearly. And I don't just like, like their tweets and then breathe kind of like from afar you know.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. My turn. Ask me a question about love that you have made up. Um, <laughs> I, I made up people. Both <laughs> oh, are people too. You're so funny. Yeah, I, mean, okay. I made up characters. I'm I ready. That's what doing. I, I literally was making up have, lies. Have the okay. That's fine. I but I feel like there is a miscommunication, and that's okay. There was. That's okay. That's what uh, making content is all about. Yeah, it's about, um, about being confused. About <laughs> <laughs> <So> being confused. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. These are really silly. These are really okay, ridiculous.
2: Okay, I'm, re- I'm ready. <laughs> Help me, BSN crew. I'm starting to worry. My new girlfriend <laughs> is using Chat ChatGPT bot to text me. She, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she's been talking for a while now about how she's streamlined her entire workflow by using chat GPT to respond to emails, and she even started using it to send text to her mom and her doctor. I am starting to get paranoid that all the texts I get from her are also made using AI. I tried to send her a sexy picture the other day and she responded with, I'm sorry, but my servers cannot process these images like this as they violate terms of service. And then I asked her to write me a paper on the history of aqueducts at a fourth grade reading level, and she got it done in about 3.5 seconds, which seems a little fast for her. Could she be streamlining our love, and how can I confront her about it?
1: <laughs> Thanks for the help, and AI will always love you. Um, okay, <laughs> well, uh, I wish that in this question, this person had specified if they... Uh, ever see their girlfriend in person, um, <laughs> they, or if they... it is a long-distance relationship that's you know solely based over text and phone calls, um, do you happen to know I, the you nature know, of their relationship? <laughs> in the visions in my mind's or eye? Or do we have to uh, strictly work with the text at hand?
2: <laughs> you know, in the visions in my mind's eye, I assumed that
1: um, you assumed that, from that they the have they have met broke. in
2: person before, but that she's been very busy.
1: <laughs> okay, I think that some relationship counselors would consider what I'm about to propose financial abuse that it might be con- mm-hmm. it might be considered toxic. but I would see if you could like get their phone and internet plan changed to Mm -hmm. under your name which is honestly like it's not that hard to do i've i've done this to people as a revenge scheme because you just call the company and Mm -hmm. they don't like check your information very good like they ask for your name and your address and like really not a lot of identifying information it's kind of a problem um or at least like Verizon and Comcast, like it's it's not very secure. So you can you can get that transferred <laughs> to you with your credit card information, and then don't pay it. Mm-hmm. Cut mm-hmm. them off. <laughs> See now from this the is internet.
2: <laughs> this is the kind of answer that I wanted from you. Is like schemes. I I, <laughs> I think you get a lot of you get a lot of questions. Like how can I really uh up my like. The, yeah, the,
1: people are always asking me how to sabotage, like, yeah. their relationships, how to sabotage their friend's relationship, when is it okay to cheat, um, <laughs> which when I is love.
2: It, when is it okay to cheat to oh, you? like
1: honestly, like, a lot of the time. Yeah. I, I think that cheating has, uh, actually, I'm going to save this, because I, yeah. I have a question related to that, and um, I think it, it it will be helpful in that moment, but yeah, I would I would mm-hmm. say cut this person off from their yeah. internet and phone access, and like it'll probably take them like a month to figure out what's going on because like they're gonna be confused because they they won't think that you changed it to their name like that's mm-hmm. probably like low on the list of the things that they would assume in the movie Gaslight when the guy is turning off the lights the reason that it works is because she she doesn't think that he would be doing that Mm -hmm. so that's yeah that's what you have to do yeah yeah (laughs) how do you think and then i think then they will be forced to communicate with you in a more analog way Mm -hmm. at which point you can perhaps like take advantage of their vulnerable emotional state because like Maybe they lost their job, you know, because they can't respond to emails anymore. They might be sick because they mm-hmm. aren't going to the doctor. So, like, this person is going to be at your whim. Yeah. And uh, that is a state that you can take advantage of mm-hmm. um, by putting them in a position where they, they feel at your mercy to, like, answer your questions. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can be like, were you using chat to talk to me And then when they say yes, um, I would just maybe leave town Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. still keep the thing in your name. So it it just like it makes it hard for them to resolve the situation because I feel like every punishment should be a lesson. And Mm. that's. That is, I guess, maybe my, my other opinion on like cheating or like doing hostile things to your relationship mm. is like once you've done it, you gotta go. Yeah, like you can't keep. So you're doing you're pro
2: ghosting, like it's yeah, you can't yeah.
1: keep doing terrible things to the same person and and also staying in the relationship. Like the punishment is the lesson, and the only way for them to learn the lesson is for that for you to then leave, and then they can be like, aha. That is why they left mm-hmm. and why they ruined my life. <laughs> it's because I was talking to them using mm-hmm. chat GBT and mm-hmm. then they will learn at the end. And that's why you never use chat GBT. So talk then they to learn a lesson. Partner. But if you stay, <laughs> then it muddles the lesson. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, my, my partner's being strange and confusing and hostile. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this is happening. A question I feel like we
2: don't get very often, but I'd love to know your opinions on is is, um, how your partner interacts with your family um, and how that kind of affects things. Because I know for some people, it's like it doesn't really matter how like for me, it's like, you know, the way that my uh, family interacts with my wife uh, is bad enough that I don't really care how they feel about her life choices or the way that we operate as a couple um but I know that for some people family like you know the fast and the furious Yeah,
1: family. I was about to say family's everything
2: yeah family's everything <laughs> family's everything um
1: I think like Vin Diesel who's also biracial I do feel like family is everything I also you know I have an uh, I come from an immigrant background, so my family in the United States is just my, like, geriatric nuclear family unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up, like, pretty isolated from my extended family, which, again, like, 36-hour flight, you have to read Life of Pi. It, it's just not, not accessible to get to South Africa very often um, unless you have lots of time and plane ticket money. So... Um, It does like matter to me. And I think that in many cases, it should matter to you what your partner's family is like, unless your partner is willing to do hostilities to them.
2: I remember Um, meeting somebody once. Um, I don't know her anymore. And she definitely does not listen to this podcast. So I feel like it's okay. I will not name her at all. It's always okay.
1: Um, Tell your business.
2: (laughs) I met this this girl. She, first of all, she was gonna be a nun in a convent like weeks before she met okay. this dude. So like that's already oh, uh, that's already a straight? great start to a relationship. Yeah. Um. So they um they went to couples therapy because his family was so awful and the racist to her. Of their
1: relationship.
2: Uh no, this was like he's the, they're like engaged now. So like this is like they're engaged. I forgot to all mention right. the timeline. They're in, they're engaged and his family is so awful and racist to her. Um, so they go to marriage counseling and the marriage, the marriage therapist has like a sliding scale for people of color. Um, and they show up cause he made the appointment and she immediately is like, you need to have a conversation with your fiance about how you don't think that she's Mexican uh, because what? you listed both of you as white on your intake form. And you well, could have not Not only could you Mexicans have, are white uh but like like did not listed them like as as white non-latino just like didn't like interesting and it's it's a very prominent point on the questionnaire um and that's like the main conceit as to why they were going to marriage counseling was because his family was like driving a wedge between the two of them um so i think that's like to me like and they yeah, still got married I so think- to me like that's I a point that's of like. another
1: thing. I I dated a white person once who like. Their family was nice. Their family also did mission trips to Kenya mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. brought back like African artifacts. They mm-hmm. were like nice to me. Um, I had like kind of recently watched Get Out, so I was a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, nervous, but you know, also like I watched get out and then I dated a white person. So I wasn't, I wasn't that nervous. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, um, honestly, like nothing, nothing very like strange happened besides like the occasional, like, like really trying to connect with me over Africa. And I would have to be like, that Kenya's like pretty far away. So I don't, I actually don't know too much about Kenya. Like, I, I know what I've read in books, but that, mm-hmm. that's not a place I have a personal connection with. Um, and also, I think that, that that relationship for me was when I realized I actually cannot have long-term relationships with white people. And it was not so much that their family was racist because they were not really, they were like fine. But the food was kind of bland. Um, like, salad with no dressing yep um pasta salad and then also potato salad and then also deviled eggs um that's a
2: lot of salads
1: (laughs) that's a lot of mayo (laughs) and i realized like as someone like who comes from like an immigrant family i don't have my own extended family so if i were to build a life with this person Mm -hmm. um I would never have like a second option of like, oh, maybe we'll do this holiday with like my people. It would always mm-hmm. be with their people, which means I'm always going to be eating salad with no dressing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's I think just that a no. that like the prospect of like decades of that was like, oh, mm-hmm. no, no, no. So I think that if you know if someone is willing to like cut off their family and their family sucks, then it's no problem. But I also would not, um, want to suggest that someone cuts off their family just because they make bad salads. Yeah. So that's not really a good reason for me to, to like try to set that kind of boundary with someone. So I would just have to put up with it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's not, it's not going to work. So I don't know if someone's, if someone's family is shitty to you, um, they shouldn't, they shouldn't bring you around. I feel like that's easy, but if you like have to hang out with that person's family and they suck, yeah, then it then it does kind of matter.
2: Yeah. For me it was it was a thing of like I had separated myself enough from my family that I feel like we have um good enough boundaries, but holidays are still real tough because I know I'm gonna get the parade of just like Protestant guilt thrown my way, um, and harassment essentially for not showing up for for Christmas. This year I got none, uh, which was very surprising. Um, well, but usually it, that is not the he case.
1: Totally hates hates pronouns, yeah, like all kinds. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I noticed. Know. I noticed that uh, in multiple instances at your wedding, and I thought that it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I feel I feel like like those things are difficulties, and I don't feel like anyone should have to put up with that. Like whether it's your family or your partner's family and like you you just got to have some boundaries about For the how person, much you're, you're interacting with them coming
2: from the experience of the person who has like a bad family i think it is your responsibility to unpack the feelings that you have about cutting, because it is hard to cut your family off um especially when they are hurting somebody that you love and you care about um and to I establish like really I do firm not boundaries
1: find it, find it difficult to cut well, off <laughs> it's 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 difficult in the in not in the
2: sense of who they are to you um but more like who they are in like the role in your life right of the fact that like well you you kind of almost wish they could just be better they could be completely different people um so that you could have that relationship that you want from like parents from your siblings from whatever extended family you have Um, And you just don't. Um, And that that's the hard part, I think, not the part where, like, um, you have to stop talking to people who are awful to you and awful to your partner, because most of the time when they're awful to your partner, they're pretty awful to you also. Um, And if you're you only don't really realize that if you're really drinking uh, I will say laid.
1: that um, I did do something when I was dating a white person that I thought was fun, and if any of um, our listeners happen to also be black people that are, I guess, currently dating a white person, which I'm not, but I did make the entire family watch Get Out with me, <laughs> and I and then I was like, at the end of this, I need you guys to tell me which of you would be most likely to do this. <laughs> And then they like they got into a fight amongst themselves.
2: I mean then then their time is occupied and you can go do your own thing for a while, you know?
1: That was re- that, it was really funny for me. Um,
2: I love that for you. Um yeah, yeah, I feel
1: like it
2: like you shouldn't bring them around your family and you shouldn't risk their like Um, their sense of just their general sense of emotional well-being if nothing else Um, and I think it is your responsibility as you start establishing more firm boundaries if they keep violating them you have to make the boundaries even firmer and keep cutting them off and you have to work on that within yourself you can you can work on that with them like if they're a supportive partner I'm sure they will work on that with you but it is also very much internal work because it is your family and these are your connections, and you have known your family your whole life, and they have not. Um, get so, a gun. Yeah, get think, a gun. You
1: know, Second Amendment rights, baby. Get unless a gun. you of, like, what are some of the anti gun plays? We have a lot of Australian listeners. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can have guns there, but I bet you can have a spear.
2: I think you can't have a gun in England for most things oh, unless you're, like, hunting yet. pheasants.
1: Those people should not.
2: They should not have, have guns.
1: Access to weaponry. Um, okay, I have a um, another advice question for you, um, which is, when is it acceptable to pine? How much pining is reasonably allowed? For me and, or for everyone? Point, <laughs> for, for all. And okay. at what point would you say that you have to stop?
2: I think pining is acceptable for as long as you are not becoming absolutely uh, manic to the point. Like, I think it is fine to pine until the point where they tell you very clearly and very concisely that it is never going to happen. And then if you keep pining after that point, it feels very much like a... You're not really on that Sigma grind set when it comes to pining. Um, You're you're filtering all this...
1: A Sigma activity to start. Pining
2: with. is not a Sigma activity to start, but you're really just filtering all this like excess energy into uh, a fantasy that has already been broken. You know, um, I think the fantasy is great up until the point where it is um, like if, like if they'd never tell you keep pining, go for it, do it for 10 years. But if they make it very concisely <laughs> clear, it's, it's <laughs> not happening. The mm-hmm. buck stops here stop (laughs) Mm -hmm. because then you get into modes of like misery by stephen king levels uh you know fatal attraction boiling the bunny kind of deal i think your your fantasies become a little bit warped um at that point um and you just start hurting yourself
1: i think um Yeah, I would say that it's acceptable to pine for as long as you want in silence. Yes. Um, Although I really like, I wouldn't, um, because I think that it's like unpleasant to suffer. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, it was also I was raised Catholic, so I know that some people enjoy the feeling of suffering, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to take that away from them. So. You know, I think you can pine as long as you want quietly. But once you verbalize it, you the way that you proceed after that has to has to follow from cues that yeah. that you receive in, in, yeah. in response to that verbalization. Mm-hmm. And if you I think oh, also there's
2: a certain part in the per in the um the object of affections life where you should stop pining, maybe. Um
1: well, there's there's something a little bit like beautiful about suffering in silence because mm-hmm. you know again, I was raised Catholic, like mm-hmm. I get it, but it's not beautiful to suffer out loud. It like it becomes pathetic once your crying yeah. is is vocalized. So I think do it as long as you can stand to be silent about yeah. it, and then after that, we we have to to shift the paradigm.
2: Yeah. It's, it's got to shift to a new stage. Uh, like, the pining in silence is your chrysalis. You need to move on from there.
1: A lot of our listeners like to do They're They're always like, I've been in love with my friend for six years. Oh, and Jesus. And also, like, my friend is <laughs> hooking up with my other friend, but dude, I <laughs> love them. What dude. do I do? And it's like, hmm, the time to do something about that was six years ago. Yeah. and And now...
2: I mean, for me personally, Today. I, I don't pine. I, I, I do. <laughs> well, cause I, and, I and, I, and I've had this, I've had I this do. affliction, this <laughs> illness, this, <laughs> this deep disease since oh, I was very young. You of the disease? The, no, the, the pine, the, the anti-pining part. Um, okay. it's an affliction I would say, um, to be like, I, I, I was very much streamlining the process. The second I got a crush, Mm. Um I had 2 weeks and then if I didn't get over it I had to tell the person and then usually they would say no. Oh. And I would go cool and then I would cry about it for 1 to 3 business days and then I would move on.
1: <laughs> I I feel differently because sometimes I like what I think having a crush on that person is. Like I like I like the fantasy. More than I think I will actually like the relationship. like sometimes I'll hold on to a crush on someone for like months mm-hmm. because I don't actually want to tell them because once I do, then they're gonna say that they like me back and then I'm gonna have to break up with them. <laughs> yeah, now now I can view
2: I think now I can view crushes from a much more distant place, but like at the time, I felt like it was eating me alive um, if I didn't know an answer right away um and I was just going insane um and the second I felt like like and it it was usually again usually two weeks was when I started to feel like I'm going a little insane about this like this is starting to feel weird Mm. um there was a point when I was young where I did pine for four years and then I moved away um (laughs) I was when I was when I was like um like in middle school and stuff uh I moved I moved away from the school district so i i pined for this person for four years and didn't do anything about it um because i was young so and i i, I staunchly oh, okay. believed that Middle i
1: school doesn't count
2: yeah i staunch but I, I staunchly believed that i was like i'm saying that's the only time i pined for that long um as long as some of these people who tell us that they've been in love with their friend for six years um but it was because yeah, like i was crazy. i was a kid and i i don't mean to make everyone out to be like babies but
1: it's well, like, you know, you act like a baby. Maybe we call you a
2: baby. Yeah, act, you know, I call it like I see it. Um, and I remember I did in order to get rid of the crush, I did write their name on a piece of paper like a hundred times, and then I burned it. Um, and it did work. I did stop feeling that way because I think less so the cere- the ceremony of it all, and more so the fact that I did the ceremony at all. Where I was like, man. That's a a lot of obsession to have. Like, I'm over it. Um, I don't know if that'll work for you, because I was 12. But
1: Mm. (laughs) go for it, I guess. Okay, I want one of your questions from the the halls of your mind. Well, um,
2: one of them I kind of already kind of phrased more as an advice question in terms of the family stuff. Um, But... (laughs) One of them was about being, uh, recently single and wanting to hard launch a new dating life. Um, but wanting to maintain a mysterious aura, a mysterious vibe, which is hard to do, I think, when you are trying to hard launch that you are interested in playing the field, so to speak.
1: Are they looking for love, or are they looking for...
2: I think they're, they're, they're looking for casual dating, you know? Oh. Um... Which I think is easy, and but I think they want to be
1: mysterious.
2: I think they they they're ready to yeah be mysterious um, while still stating intention.
1: I think it's like pretty easy to be mysterious while casually dating. Just like have a lot of your own life going on, so mm-hmm. that you're you're like busy half the time that people want to hang out with you, and then also like tell them what you're doing because ideally. You're living an interesting life, but don't don't like invite them to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, just like yeah, just just be interesting. Mm-hmm. Do interesting things. What about and like, when you be a want unavailable?
2: What about when you want to be in a serious relationship, but you also enjoy being uh, emotionally and physically unavailable? Um. I think
1: that is who I am. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, so this find, is a great question for you <laughs> I find it very easy mm-hmm. um, just like yeah just like be go go out to parties where there is music playing um, mm-hmm. without instruments that is fast and dance and like don't invite them or maybe like tell them that it's happening but don't invite them and be like you can come if you want um, and when they're like what are we just go like "Oh." not this again (laughs) and and don't answer the question which is um I'm not I'm not proud but (laughs) that is like the way that I reacted to that one time when I was asked or like a different time someone was like (laughs) I really like you and I didn't know that like that's a thing that people felt like they had to confess because I was like we're already seeing each other Mm -hmm. so my response to them was like I thought we knew that already mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when they were, they were looking for me to maybe say like, I like you back. Um, Cause they felt, they felt unsure. And instead I was just like, yeah, I thought, thought that was established, but thanks for telling me. Um, <laughs> Is there any way you would
2: ever like feel that, it would need to be stated with more intention. Um,
1: which which part?
2: The, the wanting to date someone serious part. Like, is there ever a time where you're like, I need to issue an ultimatum of like, we need to decide who we are to each other?
1: Oh, no. I feel like if you are having to hand out ultimatums, they don't like you enough to be in mm-hmm. a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you have to be like, either be my girlfriend or... I disappear from your life forever. That should be implied. Of mm-hmm. um, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. if You need to say that out loud because if, you, mm-hmm. if you're at that point, then you, I don't think that they like you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've mm-hmm. never needed to be threatened. Um, I feel like we get a lot of ultimatum I, questions, in, like by in general. That I like to to continue being with them, like, mm-hmm. and I think that actually the one time that someone was like. I think that unless you want to be exclusive with me, like I don't think that we can keep seeing each other. I accidentally laughed,
0: because mm.
1: mm. I was like, Oof. "That's a funny <laughs> outcome <laughs> <laughs> that you think is gonna happen."
2: <laughs> I think I think it's also like some people um, ask something of you, and then when you go, okay um they weren't expecting you to be okay with that answer um because they they believe that everybody should be uh should should want the opposite or it should be a tough question to answer and when you can answer it easily um they get upset when,
1: when i was 21 i was still like allowing people to call me a girl i would say now i'm uh like a person probably which does free me from some of the like more unsavory compliments but there is a guy that was like I think that you are the most beautiful girl I've ever met and they were also like and out of all of the people that Mm -hmm. we all know like you are the hottest and I was like I I want a better I like I want a better compliment than that that's uncomfortable I (laughs) I don't want to be ranked because um, I everyone I don't like else is a bunch that, of
2: uglies, but you like well, I, I don't like ugh. the idea
1: that like my spot could be taken. Mm-hmm. Like, just tell me that I'm like you're in a MySpace hot. top eight. <laughs> yeah, because if you're like I'm the most beautiful, that I'm now imagining like that there is a ranking, mm-hmm. and that I could be knocked off of it, and yeah. I I don't want that. So I don't know. I think just like like being honest about your feelings. And maybe not like holding them back for the sake of continuing to be liked. I think that that is how a lot of people approach dating that is just not uh, helpful for them or the other person where they're like going into it already wanting to win that person over. And it's like, you don't even know if they're cool. Mm -hmm. So I've seen a lot
2: of like discourse recently about transact, like how transactional it's become. And I feel like what? part of it is like, yeah, actual. like the, the dating scene in general, like, like, Oh, like more so than just like who pays for the date. Right. But like, who's winning at that dating, um, me. who's like getting, um, the upper hand emotionally, like who also has me. feelings and who doesn't, um, <laughs> and who is more liked. <laughs> I mean, you usually have the upper hand. I
1: do but have I... the upper hand. I, I would say that you can both win. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's, um, like, it's, it, it's, uh, it, there's not a scarcity of winning, mm-hmm. winning resources, um, when it comes I guess to, to, to me dating. And I also feel like, um, like someone not having intense romantic feelings for you is not indicative that, like, they have the upper hand and that you don't. Like, you can just feel differently about each other and, one thing isn't really better than yeah. the other. Like there are people that I had been involved with that I really like as people. Um, and also kind of just knew immediately that I didn't want to be in a relationship with them because there were things about myself that I wouldn't want to change or things about them that I didn't want to change. And it was like, it, it doesn't make them a loser and me a winner if they felt differently about it. Um I think when you like reach the point where you figure that out, you need to call it quits because it's not really fair. But you can both win.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know Colonyism if you've seen is when I have stuff. Um and sometimes it's also when the other person has stuff. Yeah.
2: I don't know if you've seen that um that sprinkle sprinkle lady but I her like kind of don't attitude even
1: know what that is it, it's it's like
2: it, her attitude towards like she's she's a dating advice TikToker. she's very very popular sprinkle sprinkle is is her catchphrase mostly of like it means like blessings essentially like like it, and a lot of it is like about creating a sense of like um let like like it's almost like manifestation. like you you need to create the most optimal dating persona um, in order to um, attract what you want to attract. Um, and usually that means attracting uh, wealthy men, right? Um,
1: okay, i I don't like putting too much of this out into the world, but I have a familiarity. Mm -hmm. with sex work um and i would really caution people from like applying the uh principles or ideas of like a successful sex worker client relationship to Mm -hmm. your real life Mm -hmm. um i think that it is like uh, recipe to get yourself in dangerous situations at worst and at best like you're just gonna feel alienated and I also feel like if you want someone who like does nice things for you and like buys you things and gets you gifts like you don't really need to scheme for that yeah I feel like in m- most of the relationships I've been in like And also, like, the the casual relationships I've been in, like, the other person is more than happy to, like, do nice stuff for me. And if you say, like, what I really like to do is going out to eat at nice places, like, if that's your idea of a luxury experience, um, and you want to have that with people, like, you kind of just have to say it. Yeah. and people will do it, and then also like there's people who also like doing that already, and they'll offer it. And you don't really, you don't need to scheme to mm-hmm. get it.
2: Um, How do you feel about the the world of dating coaches? Because that's kind of who this sprinkle sprinkle <sighs> lady is. <Okay>.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> like the idea of like a, an, an industry. I'm ready.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> the <laughs> entire the, the idea of an entire industry. Built around, like, teaching you how to optimize your dating profile and the dating scene as if you're, like, you know, talking about okay, your resume. Like, field. What
1: if you had a dating coach and you went on a date and the other person also had a dating coach and you both have your little earpieces in and they're telling you what to say? <laughs> and actually, your, your dating coaches are falling in love with each other. Ooh, oh, I love that.
2: <laughs> I, I really like that. <laughs>
1: I think that, um, there's like dating advice that is helpful with like, um, you know, changing your perspective on things, giving you ideas about different ways to approach a situation, um, different ideas about like how to reflect on stuff, but dating advice that tells you one specific way to act in order mm-hmm. to be successful um, if that way is not compatible with like how you are already, then you are gonna have to maintain a pretty like inauthentic version of yourself for mm-hmm. God knows how long. Probably not that long, um, because I I feel like it won't it won't work. But f- for an amount of time, in order to be successful in like dating or relationships or whatever, and you are going to feel pretty distant from the actual experience because you're going to think that the people only like you because of like a persona that you're putting on or because of like following rigid advice, which is a feeling that a lot of like sex workers are familiar with about like people that are their clients where it's like, Mm -hmm. this person does not actually care about me, even though maybe they might be going through some of the motions of a, relationship because that's what their um client relationship is like and it's like i have to be emotionally distant from this because this is you know inherently like a work relationship Mm -hmm. with someone who is like paying for a specific set of services even if they may be uh like emotionally present in a way that like is reminiscent of a relationship and that is a. That is something that people do for a job because mm-hmm. it's work. I, I think that a relationship should not feel like a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're not. It's not like good enough to do. You know how like Christian do a job that t- that much of the time.
2: You know how like Christian women on Instagram post about their husband and they're like, "Marriage is work." Um, no, <laughs> it shouldn't feel like work. I think the the work parts of marriage to me, should be the parts where you're uh, budgeting, where you're doing, like, actual work together about how how much you're paying for groceries, Um, figuring out your insurance, maybe. Okay,
1: I was staying with my friends who... I think I listened to this, so hello. They're a married couple. I love them. Um, And I was talking to, um, like, one of them late at night and I was like what are your plans for tomorrow can we do something and he was like mm, like I have my weekly admin meeting with my wife and I was like you're what <laughs> and he was like yeah you know like where we like check in on how we're doing about things and we give each other feed feedback and like we make a plan for what to do in the next week and so I'm like envisioning Like, that my friend is getting a performance review every week. I mean, the the phrase admin meeting is not helping in this scenario. The the next day, I had to check in with my other friend and I was like, So, what is this? This is admin meeting. And she's like, Oh, yeah, like we're going over bills. Um, That's what that means. that, That kind of squashes my fantasy of like you telling your husband, like, well, let's check in on our goals for this week. Uh, how do you feel we, like you did? Let's we did a Cunnilingus goal. Scrum
2: last <laughs> last week. And, you know, I think we got a lot accomplished in that. We looked through the Post-it notes. That's what Scrum is, right?
0: <laughs>
2: oh, all, I, all I know is whenever I see Scrum, I see Post-it notes. Um, so they went through the Cunnilingus Scrum. They figured out where, where they could optimize more. And they they found they found their goals. Um, I don't know. I think the the financial work of marriage is really just like uh, is it appropriate for the two of you to get a joint bank account? Um, no. And I think most of the time the answer is no. The only joint bank account I think you would ever really need is one where you just set aside money for bills that is on autopay. Um, but you are physically tra- like making that transaction like, every month, I feel like.
1: Okay, I have a question for you. It's about families and about um, relationships, and it might be about love. It is also about science. Oh, okay. And about,
2: um, morality.
1: Uh, So you may have heard of a fellow Pisces, I think she's a woman, but I'm not sure. She might be, like, a cyborg or something now. Grimes. Um, and her something, um, I don't know what he is to her, Elon Musk, he had twins via a surrogate the same year that he also had two more children with grimes. In addition, like, you know, they already had baby Q yeah. smash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she had another one who was named Exa Dark Side Reel. And then she... Is that she changed it to Y, um, like the letter Y, or she said also a question mark, but the government won't allow me to do that. Um, because that one is hers. Um the uh baby key smash, mm-hmm. whose name does begin with X, is Elon's to train as his protege, but Grimes gets the girl um to be hers okay uh and then and then they had one more child via surrogate again the same year that he had twins with a different person well i guess that was the surrogate but like that's not a person he's in a relationship with he just felt like he should have two more Mm -hmm. um but then he had one more with grimes and that kid's name is techno Um, so I would like to know what (laughs) advice you uh, would give to Grimes in this scenario. Um, I know that you've been thinking that you might want to have kids one day, um, as someone who does want to have kids, do you think that you could maybe raise one kid and your partner could raise the other one? And then you have a third one that you share, I mean, um, <laughs> I guess, to me,
2: it depends on what the end goal is. It seems like the end goal with Elon is to create a son who's, like, an heir. It's very Game of Thrones, she, I feel like... No, no,
1: no, it's not Game of Thrones. She said that she thinks that her first son is Paul Atreides.
2: Oh, man, so it's Dune. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I don't like that as an end goal. Um, I'm not sure what my end goal would be.
1: Yeah, do you, do you have... You could give her advice to make her stop um, or to put this relationship to her advantage. um, I mean, she she, really needs to start putting this relationship to her
2: advantage because there's absolutely none right now. (laughs) Um, I'm seeing no advantages anywhere. um, Like, except I guess one of your sons is now Dune Boy. Um, And I don't know what the other one is. She doesn't
1: get to raise him.
2: Yeah, she has no. She she doesn't get to raise him. She gets or nothing. Gets,
1: she gets to be, like, I would. I think from from the interviews that I've read about their co parenting dynamic, she is like, mm, like a glorified nanny. But mm-hmm. their first time where she can be involved in the domestic labor of raising him, but in terms of the like structure of how he is raised and like what rules are set, which is normally no. something that parents come up with like, together. together. That's all Elon, but she gets to be in charge of Y. And so he's X and then <sighs> his daughter is Y because of. Uh, this, is this is the worst. This is <laughs> the worst. This is the worst. the third one is techno mechanis, And I'm not really sure uh, what role. He gets to play. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't
2: really get what what his what his whole feel is. I think that maybe he's is. supposed
1: to be like um, Baby Key Smash's second. You know, is he
2: like in case of emergency break glass? New New Air. Yeah,
1: I think maybe that or like you've seen movies um, mm-hmm. where like the the king has like a younger prince brother who sort of like goes out with the sword and like yeah, helps, yeah. helps the king like accomplished stuff. I think that that's Technomechanis' mm-hmm. role until
2: Techno-Mechanis gets a little too big for his britches, you know, um, his pantaloons. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in like medieval. medieval
1: movies, it doesn't always work out. Sometimes, usually the, the second brother is,
2: is out to get s- the first brother.
1: <laughs> scheme, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know what. I mean. If the end goal is is for,
2: is for is is for the brothers to have a medieval scheme, you know, because then that kind of
1: that he kind of works for me. Supposed to be Paul Atreides. Yeah. And also, like, it's funny because he's got uh, he's got nine other children. Yeah, he's got so
2: many kids. I was
1: gonna ask, and so like, I guess they don't get to be anything their king. Um maybe they weren't dukes maybe i think yeah maybe they got like tainted in the co-parenting relationships that elon had with the other other women that he had children with because i mean several of them don't talk to him as insane as grimes and when he was like i want to be solely responsible for uh and she was like this will really fit with my brand yeah, and am just like, I love that. I think it would be great if you raised the boy and I raise the girl and we name them X and Y. And then we have a third one named Technomechanus.
2: None of this situation
1: works for I me feel, personally. I feel like I feel most bad
2: for Technomechanus. I really do. <laughs> I just know he like, he's he's eating like potato like, chips for dinner.
1: He's, he's a baby.
2: Yeah. Is, still. I
1: hope he's not. Oh, I mean, I look at what Grimes eats like for herself. Assigned <laughs> butler at birth, kind of like.
2: Yeah, I mean, like he's just like what, like, f- what is what is that word? Uh, footman, who, a footman.
1: Well footman or staff? I feel like he might he might at least get to be part of the household, but hmm. and then I chief also, advisor. I don't know what role the two other ones play from because he, he had yeah, the twins. twins with a surrogate the same year yeah so i don't know it seems like he's just trying like to like sire support... as many children
2: as possible to like repopulate I mean, the earth one, or whatever the hell is
1: named saxon so i feel like i know what his intent is mm. but i also it seems like he does have plans for like specific roles for them to play and i'm just i'm curious about what what those are supposed to be and so yeah what what advice uh do you have i mean <laughs> for someone oh who's in that situation grimes um i you mean know- the advice if i'm in that
2: situation is stop the advice for her i guess <laughs> is um you need to start getting some benefits for this um
1: I you have sired you should, should marry him because like the fact that she doesn't have a marriage contract protecting their relationship. um, And he lives in Texas, which has a child support maximum. So he doesn't have to pay like proportionally to his, his billionaire like assets, um, child support. If they had a, like a marriage contract that would not be as much of a problem. So that I feel like is my advice to her is like, marry that man which I would never tell anyone else to marry Elon Musk but yeah. she's already got three kids with him like yeah th- th- this is and I feel like on a much
2: less extreme scale a lot of women get into this scenario where they just they have um they have joint bank accounts and children and and other assets tied with men who they are not married to or or have no
1: legal to marry that man but then like sign some other kind of contract yes some
2: some contract any contract something legally binding that gives you uh recourse of any kind um and that's my advice to anyone who is
1: who is grimes (laughs) who is
2: grimes
1: (laughs) okay do you have um one more for me and then i think i have one last one for you I don't think I do. You don't? Well, then I have yeah. I have one last one. So Fantastic. I think that there's one relationship that has really been dominating the zeitgeist for the mm-hmm. past couple months. Um, if you've listened to Eating for Free's series on Ariana Grande, then you may already be well-informed
0: on mm-hmm. it. If
1: you haven't, that's something that you could do. Um, I cannot guarantee if... Joan and Matt are taking money from Elon Musk or or, or Peter Thiel. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I confuse them. But Peter Thiel is also white South African. Damn. Anyway, oh my um, God. I don't know. I don't know where their funding comes from, but the podcast is good. Um, I cannot vouch for the <laughs> for morality their yeah, of, of, of eating for free funding. I okay. just don't know. There might be dark money in there. Do you know? Mm.
2: Not that I'm aware of. I think if there was dark money, there would be signs. And I'm not <laughs> seeing the signs at this moment.
1: Well, I'm just, I'm not willing to confirm or or <laughs> deny the rumors that I have started. Um, anyway, Ariana Grande maybe allegedly broke up a marriage between SpongeBob And a different person. Um, She was also married. I don't know if she still is because you can. No, I don't think separated at like and not divorced, but whatever. Um, When is it okay to break up a relationship as a married person? Do you feel like your marriage is under attack, Um, and could at any moment be? undermined by uh fans ariana of ariana grande. grande or ariana grande herself mm. um and yeah like how do you how do you feel is is it okay to cheat I think, on your wife if you're spongebob um
2: i think it is okay to uh cheat on your wife if you are still a theater kid in your 30s because it's just kind of inevitable that's gonna happen. Do I think Ariana Grande is a threat to my marriage? No, Why? because my <laughs> wife is on lock, and that that woman will not leave me for anything. Um, because anytime somebody flirts with her,
1: yeah, but what is uh, She Grande doesn't. Like? She doesn't know
2: it's happening, or well, if, if she Ariana does, she's like, "This is gross."
1: And made dolphin noises. Um, would you feel like your marriage was under attack? No, I
2: think she would hate that. Um, I don't think my marriage would be under attack. I don't think she would be tempted in any way. Um, I think that would set off her sensory issues. And I also think most of the time she either, when someone's flirting with her, when I'm there, which is a lot of the time because she's a very beautiful lady and people want to talk to her. um, And they think that I'm her little Muppet friend uh, because I'm too short to be seen and she's six foot. Um, (laughs) She's a beautiful, tall woman. And I'm, I'm just here. Um, that she either doesn't recognize that they're flirting with her, or she does, and then she's like, "Okay, bye." And then she goes, "He was gross. He was ugly." Um, most of the time she says that they were ugly. Um,
1: like, but so I, I, I is not ugly. She's got like bird-like appendages. I think that she can make dolphin noises. I think it.
2: Ugly can mean a lot of things to her. It doesn't mean that they necessarily have, have like have bad looks. It could just mean that they made her feel like they're, she was covered in oil, like a like a bird in a her BP Muppet spill. <laughs> and
1: so, therefore, <laughs> therefore, they are not compatible. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone whose marriage is not under threat by mm-hmm. the possibility of Ariana Grande. Do I suffer from privilege? <laughs> do you? Um, do you have problem? Do you have problems with other people cheating? Does it? Is it something that you want to get involved in? Do you have Not a hardline really. stance? Um, I think. Re- is home to wrecking me, a crime no. that should be
2: tried in At criminal the Hague? court. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I don't think home wrecking is a crime. I do think it is an unacceptable social crime in a lot of instances. However, I do think it's highly contextual. I think sometimes the relationship is almost over. Um, It's functionally dead and something just happens. Um, Do I think that that means that person shouldn't like be held accountable for not ending the relationship before that point? No. Um,
1: I don't think they should get off. held accountable? Like you can just break up with them.
2: I mean, they should say, Sorry. I feel, Mm. but I feel like that's, that that's accountability to me is that they should say sorry, or they should at least not involve you in their life anymore. To me, when I break up with somebody or when I have broken up with somebody, I do not speak to them anymore. That's a personal preference. Um, I haven't really met people who I break up with that. I want to be friends with still. Um, but I also think like, if.
1: It's too late for you to test I think, that one out. I
2: think if they hurt you um, in that way, if they cheat on you, they have a responsibility to not uh, contact you for a period of, of time until you deem it okay. Um, and I mean not contact you. Not, like, send you an email saying, like, I'm sorry. If they if they say don't talk to me, don't talk to them. Um I think that's the accountability I'm I'm willing to go to, uh, is is personal responsibility to another person that you've hurt, uh, but not responsibility to the public at large or even the friend group. I feel um, that yeah, you have.
1: I um, I think cheating is fine and that more people should do it. <laughs> um, I feel like people act like it is akin to like killing someone's dog and which it's is not. a it's a crime that's a crime that we should I mean you know like no prisons but I we should all get involved I think if our part our friend's partner killed their dog I would t- I would take a stance um mm-hmm. or if Ariana Grande killed someone's dog I would be like hmm I need to know more information about what led her to make this decision uh, before I can continue supporting her as an artist. Uh, But cheating? I think that people think of cheating as, like, the, the most evil, heinous thing that you can do in a relationship. And it's just, like, one of the many bad things that you can do to someone in a relationship. And I think that, like very often people project the, like, hurt that they felt when it happened to them or, like, over the idea of it happening to them onto the, like, concept at large. And, like, you're allowed to have your feelings hurt, but not everyone is your shitty boyfriend. Yeah. Um
2: (laughs) Well, also, I feel like people... Often see cheating as a symptom of the larger problems with like because a lot of people who are abusive in other ways also cheat. Yeah, um and so they think that cheating is the symptom of being an abuser. But it gets,
1: it gets like singled out as like the worst, the worst thing that you could do to someone in a relationship, and it, it's it's actually it's really not not the worst thing that you could do to someone. I think that a lot of the like conversation around cheating is one that is like rooted in misogyny because it's a way to, I guess also like project some of the anger that you feel at your partner who you still care about and love and whatever, because like that doesn't change when they do something bad to you and you get to like remove some of that anger onto the other person that they were involved with. And then like you can remove it even further by projecting those feelings not like onto anyone that was involved with you at all but like some random lady that that had sex with spongebob i don't know if they're having sex i don't know. i mean they could be i don't
2: i don't really want to imagine it personally for me
1: i just um, I, I just realized i said that and i don't know uh, yeah. allegedly <laughs> they could be having sex but they could be doing they could be making those dolphin noises together that could mm-hmm. be sex for them they could be like, harmonizing sex is it's personal between mm-hmm. the people that are having it and so uh for for theater kids, I don't I don't know what they consider sex to be. Mm-hmm. Um I also I yeah, and I also think more people should do it. I think if you are in a bad relationship that sucks and yeah. you know it sucks, yeah. I think that you should cheat and then leave. I don't yeah. think that you should like keep cheating because then you're you're like punishing yourself by continuing exactly. to be with an awful person. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that you should teach people lessons. Um, I don't think anyone has ever regretted cheating on someone that treated them terribly, as long as they left and were not in, like, an unsafe situation. Um, And I think that taking the high road is overrated, because in my experience with, like, shitty partners, they are going to see themselves as the victims no matter what. So why not... Mm -hmm victimize them a little bit more Why yeah just, give them a reason yeah and then and then like ruin them you know mm-hmm. it's like they're like i'll never be able to trust again i'll never Good. i'll never feel love anymore Good. and it's like that's great awesome that's the lesson is that you excellent. don't get to have love yeah because you suck yeah and then you excellent
2: leave. yeah great leave leave um, that's my number one piece of advice Leave And that applies to most situations
1: <laughs> But she first If, if it sucks <laughs> If it sucks
2: Hit the bricks It's a It's mm-hmm. a, it's an old proverb And it works What's that um, other
1: proverb That's like um, Before you say something to someone Like walk a mile in their shoes mm-hmm. So that you're a mile yeah. away from them <laughs> So like Maybe and when now you, you have their them, shoes. Yes. Yeah. You can throw <laughs> yeah. it at them. So maybe when you tell them that you've cheated on them... Take their shoes? Walk walk a mile away <laughs> first. <laughs> With their shoes. Yeah. Um they can't follow you because they have... They have, have no shoes. shoes. Yeah. Um, I think that that is... My relationship advice for the day: Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's um, Day! I was gonna ask you how how I could find love, but I think we're out of time. So maybe we're I'll find out of time. love next year. Yeah, um, to be
2: continued.
1: Big Story Naturals is
2: back. Big Sway Naturals is back. K-pop heart. Um, What's that? <laughs> it's the it's two little thumbs that make Why? a little heart. K-pop heart. I've been doing it at my wife all day. It makes her laugh every single time because it's just so tiny. Um, <laughs> So give give your K-pop heart to someone this Valentine's Day, uh, and give your
1: K-pop heart to us. Uh, leave us a review on Apple. Yeah, leave us a review. I think that we're probably gonna keep pa- like we've been pausing Patreon for a little while. I think that we yes. might continue to do that for a bit because we've been we've been starving you guys. Yeah. Um, but we have it. Um, not not right now.
2: Not um, right now. Anyway, on pause. Thank you for a, joining us. Leave us a us. review. Bye. Leave us a review.
0: Bye. I need can answer he's to teach me what to think. Um. Cause I'm on your team. When I smoke the sea, cause I'm such a fiend. High as a kite, smoking Walter White. When I smoke the blue and I smoke the purple. purple. Smoking on the blunt, cause I wanna run. Smoking on the green, cause it makes me lean. Smoking on a and, and I smoke and scream. When I hit the blunt, it's a flicker cut. When I hit the blunt, I give a fuck. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke when I hit the pipe I'm like Walter White Walter. when I hit the smoke I feel like a dope, dope. yeah I like green cause it makes me lean. Yeah, and I smoke high cause I'm blowing clouds when I'm getting high then it's time to smoke when I'm smoking loud then it's time to blow clouds when I hit the blunt I don't give a fuck when I hit the blunt so like I don't give a fuck I don't want smoke I just want smoke 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 this is so Naturals.